The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Your hosts are Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, their friends and family with the resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here are your hosts, Sharon and Becky. Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. I'm Sharon Hennepin. I'm a 24-year breast cancer survivor, a certified life coach, and the author of my new book, Thriving Beyond Cancer. Woohoo! And <laughs> I am Yvonne Nydigger, her cohort in crime today. Miss Becky is out for the day, so I'm going to attempt to step into her shoes. And I myself am a seven-year breast cancer survivor. I am also the patient coordinator now at Breast Friends, so I'm that voice at the other end of the phone who will hopefully talk you through your journey when you need someone to listen. So I'm thrilled to be here today, Sharon. We're so glad to have you too, honey. I appreciate it. So I wanted to, um, you just got back from being on a few days vacation and you had a little hiccup in your (laughs) journey back. And, you know, I guess that's what I wanted to talk about today was just how interesting our lives can all be and we have to figure out what we have control over and what we don't (laughs) right Uh, yeah we don't have control when the plane breaks down and you can't go home (laughs) or the weather you know like right now uh in new york the all the airports are pretty much toast because of the weather so yeah it's interesting how we can get ourselves all worked up about things that we really have no control over and I guess this is just a a little reminder just a a, a, a worry about (laughs) if you're going to (laughs) worry worry about the things that you actually have control over which of course is very little in the big scheme of things it's really just how you react um in in the the face of of uh diversity or adversity, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Don't sweat the small stuff. Don't sweat it. Yeah. It doesn't do you any good. So let's move on. Our today's guest is Jen Blankel. We're so excited to have Jen with us. She's a, she's a relationship coach (laughs) and she works with individuals and couples to explore how they can better their uh, relationships, make them stronger with themselves and with others. So welcome, Jen. Thank you. Thank you, Sharon and Yvonne. It's, it's such an honor to be here. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, yes. our pleasure. Our pleasure. So why don't you just start by introducing yourself to our audience and, you know, how did you get into this work and how long have you been doing it? That sort of thing. Awesome. So I'm a certified relationship coach and I like to call myself a divorce preventionist. 
And I got into this uh, about six years ago and have been uh, working with private clients and uh, conducting workshops and trainings for the last four years. And how I got into it, honestly, is this has been a lifelong passion. Um, Coaching created a path, a perfect path for me to take so that I could uh, become, you know, this. (laughs) And also, my husband and I uh, went through our own struggles early on in our marriage. Um, We had our children early on, and we we faced a couple of job-related crises. Crises, And so uh, we've gone through our own struggle, which in turn really inspired me to focus on couples in my coaching career and, you know, knowing that uh, we're so not alone with our challenges. Um, I just, I, I just love what I do and I'm really passionate about uh, inspiring others to, to create long lasting change in their, in their relationships. I love that. I love that because unfortunately, uh, in today, excuse me, in today's society, we just have so much divorce. And, uh, you know, I think people uh, quitting on themselves um, way too soon on a relationship in many cases. So, so why are relationships so darn challenging? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> and one I hear often. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> You know, it's a, it's a big, deep question, but my quick answer would be, you know, we're all operating from different blueprints. We've all got different needs. We've got different values. We've got uh, different belief systems. We've got different triggers. And when we're talking about um, uh, um, relationships where there's a man and a woman, you've got all these gender differences at play that can yeah. create a lot of unintended and confusing miscommunications. Um, so that's, that's my quick answer for that. Um, and, you know, I'm really passionate about, about our human needs. And so in, in my work and my focus, I, I do see our understanding our needs uh, is, is really the key to um, improving our relationship. It's when we don't really understand what what we truly value the most when it comes to our needs or what our partner values most, that's when, um, that's when a lot of uh, miscommunication and unresolved conflict and unmet needs happen. And, and so, uh, so yes, I hope that, I hope that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So, and then, and then when you throw a cancer diagnosis in, or (laughs) another, you know, medical kind of, situation um oh my goodness yeah it it really does test the time doesn't it absolutely i mean there's there's physical changes um you know loss of estrogen uh you know that of course disrupts uh you know the desire for sexual intimacy um you know that can come with with a loss of confidence so absolutely i mean that presents a lot of a lot of challenge for sure and like you said, you know, we all have our needs, but I think uh, from, a, from a cancer perspective or from another, you know, serious medical situation that might arise, I think, do, do our needs change? I, I, I would think they would. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, our needs can change. Uh, certainty is, is one of the six human needs, as an example. And uh, yeah, I think it's safe to assume that a need like certainty could, 
could heighten with this kind of, you know, crisis. Uh, so, yeah, sure, needs shifting um, would, would be expected. Yeah, and, you know, to be able sense. to understand yeah. what those needs are and, you know, be able to uh, talk about them and explore them and define them, uh, you know, with yourself and with your partner is, is such an empowering process. Yeah, yeah, it's all back to communication, isn't it? <laughs> oh, man, yeah. isn't it ever? <laughs> so, so let's talk. How can we express our feelings and emotions in a way that our partner doesn't feel like they need to feel everything? I know, that's a big, that, that could be a whole show yeah. right there, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that's a really big one uh, because in general speak, uh, women have a need to express, you know, we, we love to express a lot of detail of, of what's happening in our world, you know, what's happening emotionally and, and mentally to us. Uh, and the men in general speak tend to express only when they're trying to receive help or input. Um, generally they don't have the same need to, um, you know, express at length and simply feel heard. Um, and of course, gen- and this is generally speaking. So the more we can um, remind our partner that, you know, we'd love for them to just listen and, and be an ear and that, you know, they don't have to fix anything or do anything. They're, they're off the hook. Uh, but gosh, it feels so good to just be able to talk and express and feel feel heard. That can oftentimes, you know, relieve our our men partners that are trying to hear in our expression what they can do and 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 how they can uh, be purposeful with us. And so, letting them know that, um, hey, you know, you don't have to fix anything. This is just me needing an ear. Can be, you know, it can sound simple, but it can be very powerful for 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 a guy. Yeah, and if I can interject, I I have something I always tell my patients when we're talking about this topic, and it's to to tell their their partners that there's a a valve right up towards their left shoulder that when too much stress and anxiety starts to build up in our bodies because we tend to, you know, take all of the things that are coming at us during this diagnosis and just shove it down in really tight, and then it builds up and builds up and builds up. And what I tell them is to tell their partner that there's this invisible valve that they have to turn every once in a while. And when that valve gets turned, it comes out as either steam in the form of tears which is frequently what women do and yeah. or it comes out like smoke and fire you know the right. Eh, you're right. a jerk I don't love you anymore and you know I think if men were to understand that just allowing us to turn that valve which in itself is mechanical and it's fixing something they would have an easier way of handling the concept of just letting us release some of that inner energy which is what women really need to do nothing's better than a good cry you know you always feel better Mm -hmm. right yeah (laughs) and you know and And Jill, Jen, let's talk specifically about some general communication skills with our partner. Now that we've, you know, kind of put them on the line with the fact that we know we talk differently, how can we help your partner feel more appreciated? What's the whole concept between love versus respect? Sure, that's great. That's a great question. Um, You know, helping our partner feel more appreciated is 
you know, getting curious about how they uniquely feel appreciated. You know, this is different for everybody. And oftentimes we're, we're humanly uh, guilty, if that's the right word, of uh, trying to love and appreciate um, our partner in the form that we most prefer. Uh, And when we can um, get uh, aware and clear on, you know, the, the specific forms, you know, uh, now we're kind of touching on the love languages, um, but uh, knowing how they receive appreciation uh, in a way that makes them feel most respected and acknowledged is, is the key. Uh, but in general speak, um, the more we can uh, be specific and mm. more frequent in our expressions, you know, even highlighting the tiniest of things that they, that they do for us. Um, even the smallest of gestures or, or actions that they take, when we can really highlight that and, and acknowledge that with, with specificity, uh, then they, they get to feel that respect. Um, sure, that men sure. in general really, really value. And so, uh, and you know what's, what's also interesting is men in general prefer to hear, uh, acknowledgement of actions that they've taken versus Mm -hmm. like a compliment on their, on their looks. So so they, they, they can generally feel more respect when, when an action is acknowledged versus something that they may not have control over. It's really, it's really interesting thing. So, uh, you know, even say like, for example, saying a guy is handsome, uh, versus telling him, uh, just how amazing he was in that uh, in that work meeting yesterday. Uh, yeah, you know, the, yeah. the the latter can feel like more respect because that's something yeah. that he chose right. to do. You know, I came home to so, my husband up on the roof cleaning gutters yesterday. And, you know, our, the back end of our house is really high and there's not an easy way to get to it. And so, you know, he's tromping up around the, you know, eaves and everything. And I'm just like, Wah! and I mean, I so appreciated the fact that number one, he's willing to do that. And number two, that he was actually doing it. And so, yeah, uh, that was what I said when I got home. <laughs> that's awesome. That's a, that's a great example. Yeah. And, you know, it made me think how, you know, I, you know, and my first, my first instinct when you said your husband's on the roof, I thought, oh, if I saw my husband on the roof, my, my first comment might be, are you safe up there on the roof? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but see, when you can acknowledge first, you know, <laughs> that, uh, that amazingness and what they're doing, uh, you know, that, that surely lights them up. Yes, it did. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know what and, I mean? And, like, and, and I think that we forget that thank you goes a long way. You know, yeah. it's, it's oh, one yeah. of those instead oh, yeah. of, what are you doing? But thank you for what you're doing. And, you know, I, I wanted to touch on a topic. It's, you know, it's kind of near and dear to all of us who have been through something like cancer. And, and you know, how would you suggest when we are going through cancer, we experience a lot of emotional and physical pain. And how would you suggest that we express that pain to our partners when our partners can't feel it. They don't know what it's like. How do you express that type of an emotion to a partner? Ah. Sure, that's a great question. Um, Well, first I want to say that, you know, as we touched on before, I think to express this 
Um, we can ease our partner by, again, letting them know we just, we just want to be heard. We just want to express this. Um, and then beyond that, um, you know, being able to more effectively talk about our needs and our feelings that are happening inside of us, whether they're um, physical feelings or emotional feelings, um, being able to speak those words and um, really expand our vocabulary in that area uh, can, can um, inspire uh, compassion and empathy right. in our partners right. um, rather than uh, you know, confusion or feeling like they've got to do something um, which is out of their control. Right. And I think I've, um, I think I found myself that if I tried to do that when I was calmer, not when I was in the middle of having a meltdown, it was received better. He, it's like he could understand and took me more seriously when I wasn't hysterical. So picking your time would be an important thing. And, you know, just as we get ready to head out to break, one last question, how can we get our partners to open up more? Now that's a big question, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. I love this Let's question. end on that. <laughs> I, yes. I, I hear this often from, from my women, from my women clients. Yes. Um, my short and quick answer is, to respond better when they do express themselves. Now, I know in general, it can, you know, a lot of women want their, uh, their partners to open up. And, and I know I myself have been very guilty of this. Um, and the moment they do, then, then we get triggered. We get defensive by what they're saying. And, mm-hmm. and that, can, that can make a man, not necessarily a woman, uh, close down pretty quick. And, and withdraw. Um, so the more we can um, accept our, our partner's perspective, even if we don't agree, and, uh, you know, really hear them and let them share what they need to share without, you know, interrupting or becoming defensive, uh, that truly encourages a man to, to communicate more. Um, we tend to communicate with our guys the way we can successfully communicate with our, our girlfriends mm-hmm. and that, that can lead to uh, confusion. Does that <laughs> make yeah. sense? It doesn't work. Okay. <laughs> it basically, right, that's, right. that's part of the problem. So, Unfortunately, yeah. they don't, they don't get with the program like our girlfriends do. They can follow <laughs> us around, right. you know, our, we can change subjects and, you know, we're all over the place and they're right with us. But, you know, right. most of the time, at least my guy, uh, you know, he's very specific. You stay on topic and you finish oh, that yeah. topic and then you oh, move yeah. on to another topic. So, <laughs> yeah, that, so. you know, <laughs> I love that you brought well, that up because that, that's one of the many uh, gender differences that, that yeah. leads to confusion and, and communication. Um, you know, because men and women... Um, uh, give and receive information quite differently. And, yes. and so that, that fact alone uh, makes uh, relationships a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we need to take a short break. So stay with us. We'll be back in a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. 
please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. For Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio, visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our program. We've been talking about relationships and we will be talking about intimacy with our guest, Jen Blankel. She's a certified relationship coach. So I know that subject is near and dear to both of us, uh, Yvonne. So especially after cancer, right? (laughs) Yeah, boy, I tell you, this is the elephant in the room for so many women that have been through, uh, especially... um, one of the cancers that affects the um, the female part of the world, um, we tend to deal with a lot of issues that, that you don't even expect when you're going through treatment. All you're worrying about when you're going through treatment is getting done, and then suddenly these things crop up. So, you know, Jen, after cancer treatment, the desire for physical intimacy can, can be so greatly diminished due to lots of different factors like loss of estrogen, which you talked about, but there's some other factors. Um, why don't you kind of talk a little bit about some of the other things that can happen when a woman goes through a diagnosis of cancer? Well, um, you know, like you said, Yvonne, there's, um, there's physical changes, um, significant physical changes. There's, you know, as you mentioned, loss of estrogen. Um, and, you know, with that, uh, comes a, a lessened desire for sex. Um, and then, you know, with that can be, you know, a domino effect of um, a loss of uh, confidence or self-esteem right. around not, not yeah. feeling sexy, not feeling, uh, you know, um, that spark. Um, right. 
so yeah, that's yeah. Well, and and the other thing that um, you touched on the loss of self esteem. Um, being a breast cancer survivor, I know I can speak to myself that the physical changes of our body create a a new interpretation of what we look like. I mean, we ra- we've actually changed our sexual vision of ourselves if we've gone through surgery post breast cancer plus our our feelings towards our our breast area can be totally changed as well so those are all things that as women um, you know we're certainly dealing with a lot of self-esteem issues yeah definitely and I mean when I was diagnosed at 40 um, you know that's supposed to be at least that's what I always heard in Cosmo and everything <laughs> that was supposed to be like my time, right? And guess what? I get breast cancer. <laughs> boom. I go into chemotherapy, have my first chemotherapy, and boom, I'm in menopause. What? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Really? And, yeah. And, and so there's, uh, besides the fact that your body ha- is um, doesn't have estrogen, and of course, then because mine was an estrogen positive tumor, which most of the breast cancers are about 70% at least, um, guess what? Then you can't take estrogen. You right, are continuing right. to take tamoxifen or some other drug that, that keeps you in this menopausal state for many, many years. And then in my case, I never came out of menopause. So I had about, oh, 12 years of uh, a hot flashes, which was yeah. really fun. <laughs> um, you know, and, and again, then you have uh, the scars to look at. You've right. got the yeah. lack of libido, and then if you have a uh, husband that maybe you're having little issues with, the last thing you want to do is have sex with them, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah. You know, and a lot of it with with myself is um, I had one of the common side effects of the loss of estrogen is uh, a pain during intercourse. You know, that's something that. You know, again, we don't expect this to be a side effect that's going to be so dramatic. And what I found is in in my relationship with my husband, who is an amazing man and a loving partner, his concern for my level of pain would almost override his desire to want to have intimacy. It was almost he was in a protection mode, which I I really honestly think that's something that most men um, will go into. And when they know that, okay, this thing that I want to do is going to cause her more pain than she's already been through considering you know what's just happened the last thing he wants to do is say oh boy well let's just you know go do this so it becomes like this dance where neither partner is sure how to move forward so how do we communicate you know all of these things that are happening in our world as a couple how do we how do we increase our ability to communicate with each other during this time Yes. Um, you know, I think being gentle with ourselves, you know, being loving to ourselves and, and really developing, you know, a, a new level of self-love is, I think, the first key step. Um, I love that. You know, it's very understandable, you know, all these changes happening and, and the challenges um, that come with that, you know, are certainly difficult. Um, but the more, you know, we can 
um, find new, fresh, um, even adventurous ways to express our, our love and appreciation to ourselves um, can be kind of the anecdote to some of those uh, tougher feelings and even formulated belief systems around, you know, what your appearance truly is and, and how your partner does see you. Um, right. You know, those... Uh, you know, those can surely be, um, you know, easily misconstrued. Um, our, our partner oftentimes sees us in a completely different way, even in this kind of crisis, uh, than, than, than we as women see ourselves, certainly. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I think it's, yeah. it's interesting that I think, I think women tend to, we tend to set our bar really high in so many parts oh, yeah. of our world. You know, we have this invisible metal thing that goes over our head and, <laughs> and I, I had a woman once tell me, which I was so profound. She goes, you know, you've got this bar set so high with your expectation that everything mm-hmm. below that bar is not enough. It's failure. And it's it's failure. failure. Yeah. And right. I think, again, you know, when you, when you mentioned finding new and interesting ways, you know, all of those ways in the past might have been below my bar um, as a woman, but now I have to explore that zone as not necessarily being below, but being a new path and being something different and yeah. not look that, at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's not different. a failure. It's not a gee. If we don't, if we don't badunkadunk, then we just go over and <laughs> badunkadunk. So you know, do you like that analogy? <laughs> I love that word, badunkadunk. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got the message <laughs> without being too graphic, but you know, yeah. it is. It's an interesting thing. Yeah, but, and that's beautifully said, Yvonne. I, I love that. You know, because when we can, uh, uh, you know, when we can kind of trade out our, our old expectations for for new, fresh appreciations, then you know, we can we can shift how we're. How we're how we're perceiving uh, the scene and and what and what we're feeling and experiencing. Yeah, but you yeah. know the the idea of shifting, it sounds really easy on paper. You yeah. know, it sounds no, like it's something that it's should not. be really simple. <laughs> you know, is there are there like some you know if a woman right now out there that's listening to us, say she's at that precipice of going, okay, how do I how do I make this shift? How what are some fresh ways that we can connect? What are some tools that we can give her to kind of start this conversation or this new path for her? Sure. Um, well, self-love looks different for different people based on their needs, right? Um, for example, a lot of women could feel an expansion of self-love by reconnecting with good friends, um, by connecting with amazing groups like Breast Friends and, um, you know, spending time with other women that they can identify with and share with and, and open up to, um, that, that could be a, a way that we can uh, look outside of our partner in a healthy way that can contribute to ourselves and the relationship um, to, to expand our, our confidence and our feelings of, um, feelings of self-esteem. You know, and, you, and you're, 
And you're bringing up something really important here, and that is the fact that so many times um, when people go through this, when women go through this in particular, you feel like you're the only one. You feel like there's nobody else out there that's going through this. Mm. And to have an organization or a group of friends who you feel safe with or, you know, somebody in your community that you can really talk this through and realize that, you know, it's okay that you're not the only one who's having these issues. And, you know, that's what I love about Breast Friends is we're a sanctuary where women can come together and talk about everything from losing their hair to, you know, to the the issues of sexuality and to find an organization like that, whether it's in your own community or online, someplace that you could really feel safe. um, It's, it's really important to know that you're not alone. And, you know, there, there are some, um, there are some non-physical ways to be intimate and that would be kind of interesting to, to talk about a bit. So what are some of your ideas about that topic? Yeah. You know, we, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves around, uh, you know, physical intimacy. And, you know, I see a lot of people who come to me and they, they, they want that element fixed first. And, you know, I passionately believe that there is a, uh, a world of, you know, non-physical ways that actually increase intimacy and even transform the way we feel about physical intimacy. So I love to help inspire people to develop even those non-physical ways first because that's where the, the depth of, of, of true long-lasting intimacy really is. And, and when we try to put the cart before the horse, so to speak, <laughs> uh, you know, it can lead to a lot of, a lot of disaster, you know, confusion and pain that, that's not necessary. So, you know, I love this question. Um, there's, there's many, many ways. Um, you know, my, my first answer would be rituals. Um, rituals are, are huge in relationships. They, they offer uh, certainty around, you know, when and how you're going to really connect um, when you're going to step out of your, your busy autopilot mode and, and really give your, your presence and attention to each other. Um, and that can look, that can look so many, that can look differently in so many ways. You know, for example, um, uh, you know, um, date nights, um, or even at home date nights, maybe, you know, maybe one night a week you have a candlelight dinner. Uh, maybe one night a week you take a bath or a shower together. Um, simple things like, uh, you know, connecting for 15 minutes a day, which is scientifically proven to dramatically enhance your, the climate and your relationship and the feeling of closeness and connection. Um, something like that, 15 minutes where you sit and you look at each other, uh, can be, can be very powerful. Um, you know what's neat? I'll, I'll give you a fun uh, science fact. Um, if you gaze into your romantic partner's eyes for four minutes, your heartbeats will synchronize. And so really? there's literally, yeah, it's so neat. Um, there's so many, you know, of course, emotional benefits from, from connecting in a way that's uh, intentional. Um, and also there's all these physical benefits. There's, there's chemicals in our bodies that shift. Um, our heartbeat synchronized, then other organs synchronized beyond those four minutes. It's, it's fascinating. So, um, you know, and, and those even small moments can lead to um, a whole different, 
a whole different batch of feelings and emotions. Well, and well, I, I find that, that when we're so busy, whether it's while you're doing the whole cancer thing or back to work and you're still tired and, you know, what, wherever you are on your continuum or like me, many, many, many years out, it has nothing to do. I mean, certainly the side effects, the pain, all that kind of stuff has something to do with the intimacy. But the basic time that we spend with our partners Okay, and I'm not talking about in a sexual way. I'm talking about just working on a project together or, you know, taking a drive together or whatever it is. I find that I am feeling so much more connected just with time spent together. And then you have opportunities to maybe hold hands and you feel more cuddly and you then then it can naturally go to that place much easier than yes. busy, 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 run, run, run. And then, oh yeah, we need to have sex somewhere in this mess. Yeah. <laughs> right, you know? right. Add it to the list. Add it to the list. Exactly. <laughs> and that doesn't work for me at least. So Well, and, and no, I would it, add in it too that in this. Yeah, it doesn't you know, work this, for the far majority. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and in this day and age of technology, you know, we're also busy checking our phones and, and making sure that we're not missing anything from anyone else who's not even in the room with exactly. us that, you know, to right. take a Take a time period, take a time out from TV and from your computer and from your phone and just be with your partner. Um, My husband and I were just on vacation and there was one moment when we were doing something really fun and I reached down to check my phone just because it's, you know, it's such a reflex. You know, you just, you check your phone and I actually caught myself saying, no, I'm not going to check my phone. I'm going to put it back in my purse and I'm going to be in this moment. And I've heard that if it's not on the calendar, it doesn't happen for these types of things, you know, (laughs) and and, and I really think that that's true. You know, we went on vacation, so we kind of scheduled it. But, But I think we need to suggest ways for, you know, to be able to con- connect with our partners. Um, we need to schedule it. We know we do need to kind of in our minds say, this is their time. Don't you think that's, Absolutely. that's important? Without Absolutely. the pressure I mean, of sex. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's yeah, an amazing I mean, it, process. It, it, can, it can be real easy to, to stay in, in our autopilot mode without, without, that intention. So, I mean, I love to suggest that people, you know, schedule it in your phone as if you would an important doctor's appointment. That what you a wouldn't good idea. Oh, to, my right? gosh. I've never yeah. thought of that. That's an excellent idea. I would think that would make your husband feel or your partner feel really special to look, even if you show them on your phone, look, see, I have you scheduled in. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And if you, you know, if you share calendars and, you know, create a event on repeat in your phone and, and add him and put it on his calendar. That's yeah, a, that's absolutely. Great, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, there's idea. nothing wrong or rigid about scheduling time. I mean, it's, it uh, creates that intention and that certainty around that that quality time together and I would think that would make you know him feel more desired that you are you know you're kind of opening the door so to speak and saying hey I'm making time and then you know that's a two-way street for him too that's just wonderful and especially when you're not feeling terribly sexy it might be a way to kind of get that going a little bit Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely 
Yeah, we, we it, it can be easy for, for us women to underestimate how powerful that is for men when we really give them our attention. You know, we... We, you know, we kind of, it's easy to think that we're, we're the emotional ones and we need all the attention, but, you know, they, they do too. They, they need to know that, that we're, you know, we respect their world too and that we, you know, we want to spend time with them and, and, you know. Well, and sometimes uh, it's a matter of giving them permission too, to, to, you know, yeah. hey, there's a green light, right? <laughs> sort of right. thing. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's Absolutely. time for another break. So, oh my um, gosh, time flies, doesn't it? When you have a good time. So, uh, we'll <laughs> we'll be back. So, stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. For Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio, visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a car that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our program. We've been talking about relationships and intimacy with our guest, Jen Blankel. So let's kind of pick up where we where we were. Um, I think we had we were talking about just being sexy and and not really feeling it, but you know, giving our our spouse kind of permission, kind of that green light. So I think that's an important piece. Um, the, the one thing, though, that can really goof up any relationship, cancer or not, are finances, right? Mm-hmm. Finances oh, yeah. are tough. 
Oh, finances are so tough to talk about too. And again, then you throw in the medical diagnosis like cancer and oh my goodness, everything goes to a new level. So let's talk about finances and and what are your suggestions about how to communicate around those? Yes, this is a big one. Um, I think finances is currently the number one reason for marital splits. Oh, boy. I believe that's the the most recent. Um, So, yes, this is a big topic. Um, Everyone struggles with this. I I think I can safely use the word everyone. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, you know, back to, um, you know, being intentional in our uh, conversations with our partner. Um, Finances is is definitely a topic where we, we need to be intentional. And what I mean by that is um, having a dedicated space and time where you gather and you discuss your finances is key. Um, oftentimes, we try to discuss finances when our emotional state is triggered. And, you know, we all know that that, that doesn't work oftentimes. So um, the best thing to do is being able to have um, intentional, scheduled uh, finance conversations. Um, this looks different for different uh, partnerships based on different needs. Some like to do this every Sunday. Some people do this once a month. Some people do this quarterly. Um, So, you know, picking a time and place, um, oftentimes getting off your own home turf uh, can make a discussion like finances feel uh, a little bit less triggering. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, the short answer would be to set intention around when and how you'll discuss it because it it is naturally a triggering topic. Well, and I find it fascinating. Um, value, values come into play so much with finances. Something that I find extremely important uh, is not important at all to my partner and vice versa. And so, you know, money will be spent on things that are like so ridiculous, I think, or vice versa, right? And and it's it is a fascinating um, kind of I guess judge of of our values too. What what we find important in life and how ha- you know things we want. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. We Very just lucky. we were just on vacation yeah. and and we would go into a little gift shop and I would feel the need to buy a little something something and my husband's just like why what do you what do you what what do you need that for and it's not a need it was one of those things that it's like yeah but I want something that's a memory so I think women do spend more emotionally sometimes than men do oh I don't know my man kind of (laughs) he he loves all the trinkets and he's buying and selling and doing this and it's like what are you doing that for but you know it's his thing and and again as long as you come to kind of a, an agreement of what's okay within those parameters i mean like i want to travel a lot more so a lot of you know some of my money goes to traveling well my husband would rather go hunting so he does that i do my traveling to europe you know so again you have to come up with a I guess, what works for each couple. And I don't know that that's, there's anything that, you know, there's like a rubber stamp that works for everybody. But I think having time, like you said, Jan, is <clears throat> is important to have those conversations. Yeah, and, and I love what you said, Sharon, around the, the values. Um, because, 
you know, <clears throat> money and finances, when we break it down, is, is simply a means to, you know, from which we, we can meet our underlying needs, right? We, we can right. use finances to, uh, to create certainty in our world, and, and we can use our finances to create a bunch of variety and unpredictability in, in our world, right? So, yes. you know, uh, going back to our, our, our universal human needs and, and understanding which ones we value the most and which ones our, our partner values the most, you know, finances and uh, uh, different viewpoints and um, preferences around how finances are operated can be tied directly to each person's needs blueprint. And, you know, it's, it's not only, I call it fun, <laughs> but it's very insightful when you can start um, having your money talks around your values and your needs. Um, that can shift kind of that really... Uh, triggering topic of, of money alone, you know, when we can mm-hmm. start looking at why, why is money important? Why, why, do, why does one partner need a certain amount and the other partner needs a different amount, you know, for example? Right, does right, right. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, you know, to me, I think it comes right down to choices. And, and again, if you have, a, a, you know, more money than you spend, that's one thing. But if you don't, um, for instance, I didn't, I don't make a lot of money, but I wanted to make these trips to Europe happen. And so you make sacrifices, you say, okay, I'm not going to get my nails done. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. My $20, you know, a week habit of going to Joanne's and spending money on craft stuff that just collected in my my room upstairs. You know, you, you make choices what's important. So I believe you can have, um, if you can have anything you want as long as you uh, have the time and the money, right? And you can have all those things, but you just can't have them all at once. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, you have to make sacrifices, you know, what's important, right. figure out what's important, and then go for what's important to you. Right. Well said, yes. So re- realigning uh, responsibilities, how's, how does that conversation work? Realignment of responsibilities. Um, what do you, tell me more. What do you mean by responsibilities in this well, I, I guess I'm thinking of like who pays for what, you know, like, and then when you throw a cancer diagnosis and you're not maybe working as much, then you kind of have to reassign who gets to be responsible for paying the health care or for the house payment or the electric bill. Sure. Um, I don't have a, an answer beyond what I that's Beyond okay. what I've spoken about, uh, um, yeah, I think you know, just setting setting the intention, um, creating a safe space to have these discussions in. Um, you know, yeah, being, like you you mentioned your job loss situation, you know, and how that caused friction. Um, you know, I would imagine if somebody loses their job because of a cancer diagnosis or just because of circumstances, um, how how do those discussions? How do you how do you um, kind of filter those conversations? Oh, I love this question because this is this is really why I do what I do. Um, right. When you know when my husband lost his job, uh, I at the time was 
was being uh, mentored and trained and certified by Tony Robbins. And I was immersed in this world of, of our human needs. And that was my saving grace uh, because with that, with that tool of the needs, I was able to, you know, kind of see my husband through a different lens of what he was going through. So I, I guess my long-winded point is, um, you know, being able to understand the, the needs at play and, and what needs might be being sacrificed because of the, the crisis or the situation or the things that happen um, along with um, the challenge of a cancer diagnosis. Um, yeah. I think is is very helpful. Does that does that does that make some sense? Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I think um, any little blip on our radar, especially if you're living paycheck to paycheck, and all of a sudden you can't work the amount of hours that you used to work to bring in that certain paycheck. I think you know can definitely cause some some hardship. So just having some conversation around that and what you're willing to sacrifice because of this you know, this happening um, that you didn't have any control over. So we're, we're down to the last few minutes of the, of the show. And I know, Yvonne, didn't you have a question you wanted to ask, Jen? I do. And, you know, I, I think this, again, this is another topic that really is near and dear to so many of our hearts. And that's, you know, what kind of advice do you have for patients who struggle with the uncertainty about their cancer coming back, the fear of reoccurrence, and especially sure. in your relationships with your partners, you know, what do you, what, what advice can you give us about that? Sure. Um, and, you know, I'd love to touch on what you said, you, what you said in the beginning of the show when you were talking about, you know, what we, what we can control versus what we cannot control. Um, yep. You know, uh, that's certainly something that, you know, I think is mostly out of one's control. So, you know, creating other ways of feeling um, a higher level of certainty, um, you know, through, through rituals, through uh, planning adventures, uh, planning quality time with, with your partner and, and other loved ones um, can feed your, your need for certainty uh, to, you know, help, kind of combat those, those very natural and, you know, st- you know of course, very normal fears. Um, you know, it's, it's very human that we, that we focus on, you know, what's the most challenging aspect of our life. And, and if, you know, if we, if we focus too much on, on that, especially when we can't control it, um, that can, of course, dictate our emotions and our, our thought processes and, and our and our actions, and so uh, being able to to create um, other other ways of of feeling that sense of certainty um, can be a right. can be a anecdote to that. Kind of yeah, like making sure. kind of like that scale. You want to have checks and balances. Checks and Absolute, balances. Absolutely. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Good answer. Thank you so much. That's helpful. Yeah, yeah that's really great. Yeah, and I think the the whole point of you know, uh, not feeling in control. None of us like that feeling. Right. None of us really, I mean, we're all out of our comfort zone, right? When we are faced with uncertainty. And I yeah. think that was a good way of putting it. Yeah. Um, and so. so Jen, I was going to ask before we get all the way through our wonderful show today, how can people learn more about your coaching programs or get a hold of you? Oh, Awesome. Uh, yes, my website is jenniferblankel.com. Uh, so it's J E N N I F E R 
uh, B-L-A-N-K-L. It's a, it's a funky German last name, I know. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I usually say blank with an L. That's an easy way for people to, to spell it. Um, you can uh, peruse my, my blog post, and if you'd like to reach out, which I, I hope you do, um, feel free to click on the Let's Connect tab at the top, and you can send me an email. You can ask me uh, questions. Um, I, I would absolutely love to help. Um, well, and if it, you're interested, so appre- yeah, and, it, and if you're interested in jumping on a, you know, a free call to address something you're dealing with, um, I encourage you to click on the Book Appointment tab at the top and uh, schedule okay. that 20-minute call with me. Thank Great. you so much. Well, Thank you for being yeah, our thank guest you. today. Thank you and for having me on, Sharon Yvonne. What a pleasure and, you know, what an honor. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. So I just wanted to um, let everybody know that you can download the Breast Friends app. Go to Google Play or the App Store. And you can visit our website, www.breastfriends.org. And until uh, next week, uh, there's always hope and we are here to help you find it. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Please join Sharon Hennepin and Becky Olson again next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. There is always hope and we'll help you find it. We'll talk again next time.